Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. So um, this last week, my dear friend Jason, and he's a dear friend to many of yours. Good morning, Jason. He's always in the AV booth. And Jason um, has an interesting combination of wisdom and humor, um, and also occasionally uh, will bring to me uh, revelatory uh, data. And he brought this to me last week. He actually texted it to me one morning, and I had just come out of meditation, and I thought, oh my God, this is so profound, and in fact, startling, that I had to share it with you this morning. Here it is, and maybe you've already heard this, but it turns out that the planet Mars actually has water on it, and the reason that it has water on it is because we all used to live there. And we did kind of what many people think we're doing on the planet right now. We messed up the climate there so badly that we had to invent, construct, and, and launch a, an escape pod uh, to Earth, and it could only contain two people. Their names were um, Adam, and Eve. <laughs> and the pod actually was the asteroid that completely wiped out the dinosaurs. Did you know that? I was really astounded. Let's take a little trip back in time. One of these ladies owns a castle right in the middle of Manhattan. What is your name, please? My name is Anne Leon. My name is Anne Leon. My name is Anne Leon. Only one of these ladies is the real Anne Leon. The other two are imposters and will try to fool this panel. Tom Poston, Peggy Cass, Orson Bean, and Kitty Carlisle on to tell the truth. So I'm interested, my Unity on the Bay family, tell the truth. How many of you remember that show? <laughs> well, if you didn't, I just heard this morning that it's on the way back. There's going to be a revival of To Tell the Truth. And let me explain to you a little bit about how the show worked. There was a celebrity panel that you just got introduced to, and before them stood three individuals, all who claimed to be the same person with the same story. And the object of the game was for these three people who all claimed to be the same person to convince, through the compelling nature of their reports, convince the celebrity panel that they were actually that person and that the other two were lying. Now, I ask you this morning, how many of you have ever wondered where you could really find the truth? Really, where you can find the absolute truth of your nature, of life, of, of, of what's going on here? And I want to tell you this morning that um, most of us are acting just like the individuals who were standing before that panel. Now, this is a little outrageous to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, and that is that we spend the majority of our time running around town trying to convince everybody that we're somebody that we're not. Because we've been given a definition of ourselves by mostly well-intentioned authority figures that says that we are undeserving, that we are unfit, that we are unworthy, um, that we are, here's the big one, um, born in original sin. I mean, really now, 
how are you ever going to get out of that? We've been given this image of ourselves that we bought into, okay? We said, all right, I'll go there. I'll buy into that. I want to have the acceptance and the approval of everybody around me and of the, the masses here, so I'll buy into that. And then we spend our lives trying to convince ourselves and other people that that's who we are. But that is not telling the truth, my friends. That is not telling the truth of who you are. That is telling a cheap storyline that has been handed down to you that is no longer serving you. And this morning, I hope to allow you to see the level of suffering and pain and persecution that this false story about your nature is producing in your world right now. We often say from this platform that you are not a victim of anybody or anything. And the reason that is true is because in any moment you're free to decide who it is that you want to be. You're free to tell the truth about who you are. And it's important not only for you, my friends, but it's important for the world because there's a lot of, here it comes, didn't know this, fake news. <laughs> there's a lot of fake news running around about you, about me, about life on the planet. There is. And it's time for us to get clear on what's true so that we can begin to demonstrate that, exhibit it in our day-to-day -day living. <laughs> you know, I always ask... Uh, Everybody and everything in the spiritual realm to speak through me on Sunday mornings, and sometimes I never know exactly what's going to come out. So, <laughs> All right, pretty clear that my story about Mars, sorry, Jason, was not based on actual factual truth. And neither is my life. It's a fact. Because I, like you, have succumbed to many of the stories that have been told to me about what I am and who I am. And I reflect those in the words that I speak and what I bring to life. This morning, you were all given this little card when you came in along with your bulletin. And if you did not receive one, it's our gift to you. It's also your ticket for the journey that we're going to enjoy together over the next several weeks. These are the four agreements, and I'll briefly review them with you. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Now, let me tell you that once you get clear on the true story of your life, once you get clear, once you're telling the truth about who you really are, then it becomes your responsibility responsibility to begin to monitor what is coming out of your mouth about what is happening, your reports, your verbal reports. There is energetic vibrational power in the spoken word. So once you realize that you are made in the image and the likeness of God, that the lesser understanding of yourself is something that you bought into out of a desire to avoid rejection and gain approval, you can begin to align the words that you speak with the truth of who you are. You hear me on this? And you can start to catch yourself, not beat yourself up, not punish yourself, but simply, lovingly and gently catch yourself. I just said something about myself, another person, or a situation in life that doesn't align with the truth. I was not telling the truth. So be impeccable with your word is the first of the four um, agreements. The second one is don't make assumptions. And I know this doesn't apply to anybody here. No one this last week has made any assumptions, right? No assumptions whatsoever. I actually caught myself in a situation not too long ago where I believed something um, out of my own conjecture, and I actually began to defend it. Even after all these years of self-awareness, I still find myself buying into assumptions and then reacting out of them. You know, the scripture is, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It didn't say, you shall know the assumption. 
you shall know the truth. <laughs> uh, the third agreement is don't take anything personally. And I know no one has a problem with this either. You don't take anything personally, do you? When somebody says something nasty about you, you have Teflon coating and it just slides right off, right? Sometimes it does get into us, I realize that, under our skin, but the truth is this, and you've heard it said before, what other people think about you is not only none of your business, but speaks volumes about the other person and absolutely nothing about you. Did you hear me on that? Volumes. Everything we put out is a self-report. I'm reporting on myself. It has nothing to do with you. Now, it's easy when you're looking at somebody else saying, ha, I'm just going to brush that off. But what about when you yourself put a label or a judgment upon yourself, and then you become the one who is beating yourself up over that? So it's important. We're going to be studying that during this program together. And finally, always do your best. That's all you need to do. In unity, we have a very high spiritual standard. Amen? We are individualized expressions of God. Now, as we make this journey from our human conditioning into our spiritual liberation, do you think we're going to remember that at each and every moment of our existence? No. Because we're training, we're practicing, right? That's why we call this a truth practice. And in those moments where we are not living up, perhaps, to the expectation that we've established for ourselves, we need to be ever so gentle and kind and sweet-hearted and compassionate with ourselves. Because there will be good days and there will be not so good days. Ultimately, there will be more and more good days and fewer of the bad ones. But we're on a journey, and it's a journey of compassion for ourselves as well as for other individuals. So I've read this book I don't know how many times now and taught it. We've actually done it here before in home study program. But this time, you know, and I love to read a book again, especially timeless wisdom like this, because I see things I never saw before, such as the case this morning. This is what I read that I don't remember reading in the book before. So unless one of you snuck into my office and changed the words, <laughs> it either wasn't there or I was not capable of seeing it. You hear me on that? You can only see and hear and experience what's within the context of your ability to see and hear so this was news to me, and I suggest you take a big, deep breath before I read this, because this is a doozy. <sighs> Don Miguel Ruiz says, 95%, 95% of the beliefs we have stored in our minds are nothing but lies, and we suffer because we believe all these lies. It's a big statement because I just noticed, in fact, when I was visiting with my son a few weeks ago, he came down, and he would say something to me, comment on something, and my response would be like, well, you know, this and this and this and this and this and that and that and that and that, and I suddenly realized that the information I was sharing with him, and you don't want to do this with my son because he's very scientific, it was based on hearsay. <laughs> I'll be real honest with you, it was based on something I read on Facebook. And yet, oh no, I was, I was standing before him like I knew what I was talking about. Well, the truth is, I read it on Facebook. I picked it up, so I was reporting it. And watch yourself on this, because I'm not the only one in the room that ends up charging forth with great confidence on statements that I don't even really understand and certainly have not verified. <laughs> he goes on to say, we don't see the truth because we are blind. 
What blinds us are those false beliefs we have in our mind. We have the need to be right and to make others wrong. Anybody relate to that? We have the need to make ourselves right and others wrong. We trust what we believe, and our belief sets up suffering. See, what we do, friends, is we get a hold of a belief, and most of the beliefs that we're holding, you have to remember, were handed down to us by the authority figures that were a part of our human conditioning, or as Miguel uh, refers to it, our human domestication. We were all domesticated in order to function within the context of the way the majority of people understood life to be. And then uh, a very peculiar thing happens. Not only do we buy into these beliefs, but we start running around town defending them. Defending them because there's something more comfortable about I'm right and you're wrong. And you know, the more people we can get to agree with our position, the better we'll feel about the fact that we've adopted it. If I can find a mass of people who will agree with me, I don't have to worry. Because look at all these people who agree with me. doesn't matter whether I agree with myself at the end of the day. And yet it does matter. It most certainly does matter. He goes on to say, it is as if we live in the middle of a fog that doesn't let us see any further than our own nose. The fog is a dream, your personal dream of life, what you believe, all the concepts about what you are, all the agreements that you've made with others, with yourself, and even with God. So this morning, what I want to do as we begin this journey together is help you and I alleviate the fog. Would you like to get out of the fog of erroneous belief this morning? Would you like to be able to stand with greater certainty in the reality that you really are this beautiful spiritual giant that we tell you you are every Sunday at Unity on the Bay? Here's the keys, and you'll find them all in the pages of this book, and most certainly if you engage in a home study group. First of all, human domestication. That is, the mass consciousness that believes a certain way. And trust me, that mass consciousness will do anything and everything it can to control you into conformity. It will do that because it wants to preserve itself. It doesn't matter whether it's based on truth or false ideas. It will demand, especially when you're young and innocent, there's a beautiful little baby out in the foyer that I met when we were saying good morning to each other. And I looked in that little child's eyes and I thought, you know, there is no way that you're convincing me that this is not an exquisite expression of the presence of God, of the beauty of God, of the wonder of God. And yet the moment that those new arrivals show up on the scene in the human condition, we begin to domesticate them. You must believe this. You must adopt this. You must say yes to this. And how do they do that? They threaten rejection. If the concept or the belief or the format is not adopted. They threaten rejection, and the one thing nobody wants is to be rejected. And if you were handed a lousy self-image of yourself as soon as you showed up on the planet, you are going to be prone to rejection. You are going to be afraid of not having the approval and the acceptance of other people, and that's what immediately dissipates the originality of every one of us in this room this morning because we are trying to push ourselves into conformity which, with something that we were told if we do not adopt to, we will be rejected. So, of course, when we're youngsters, we begin to immediately buy into this. And the amazing thing is it's so effective. Human domestication is so effective that at one point it is no longer needed because we become self-domesticated. We don't need anybody to tell us what to believe. We have a judgment faculty in our own mind that's telling us what to believe. 
and telling us how to be. And when we don't live up to that, we don't need anybody out here to persecute or punish us because we become experts at persecuting and punishing ourselves. So from human domestication in general, we go specifically into self-domestication. And the only way out of this, my friends, is spiritual liberation. And what that means is that you start to, and this is the very foundational principle upon which the movement that you are now a part of in this room was founded. Always, always, always challenge the thinking of your time. Challenge the thinking. Don't accept something just because it was handed to you. I've told you a million. We had a guy at the earlier service today that got up and walked out of the room and he said, this guy is telling everybody lies, he shouts out to the whole congregation. You know what? He was absolutely right. Because I can only tell you my truth. That's not necessarily your truth, and we don't need a religion to gather around to make us all support each other. Here's the reality, my friends. We were told in the book of John, 8th chapter, 32nd verse, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You will not Ever know the truth by listening to anybody or anything out here. You will know the truth as soon as you access the very depth of your being to that space in which you don't have to go to an authority to find out. You feel it. You know it's the truth. And when you live in integrity with that truth, you are free. God bless you. Wow. Wow. What an incredible message. Who felt like Reverend Chris was talking to them? Right? Like, I've got to work on that third one. Don't take things personal, you know? I had a friend come to my house yesterday, and she looks at my wedding picture. She goes, oh, you were skinnier then, huh? And I'm like, I hadn't eaten for five months, but who's going to talk about that? And I, Teflon, 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 Teflon. Woo. All right. It is now time for our prosperity opportunity. We hope that you were spiritually fed by the music and, of course, the message this morning and that you received something that you could use to live a meaningful, abundant life. And if you want to be in the flow of not only receiving but also giving, now is your opportunity to give back to Unity on the Bay. We have envelopes in front of you, or if you want to go green, please text to UOTB. Uh, please text UOTB to 73256. 73256. Giving is a sacred demonstration of your prosperity, so I'm going to give you a few moments in silence to prepare your gift. We thank you. We thank you for your gift. Please hold your gift to your heart, and let's bless these gifts with... Here we go. Divine love that I am blesses all that I give and all that I receive. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, 
please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.